0: To me, the reason that people say that knowledge is power is for one simple reason. As you accumulate it, it gives you the ability to do more. You literally become capable of more. You're able to bring knowledge into your life to literally transform what you're able to manifest in the world. And at the end of the day, the very definition of power for me is the ability to close your eyes and imagine a world and then open them. And make that world come true. But the thing that holds people back is their own ego. And as Epictetus said, one cannot learn what they think they already know. And that's the danger. That's how people get themselves into trouble. It feels so good to know something. It feels like as you're collecting this information and becoming more powerful, you just want to focus on that. You want to sink into that feeling. You want to see yourself in the mirror as somebody capable, of somebody who's capable of more today than they were yesterday. And in that truth, because you are. But in that truth is a trap. And the trap is to begin to feel that you know something, to think of yourself as a master. That's why, as Socrates said, the only true wisdom is in knowing you know nothing. Because that's how you're going to get really powerful. That's how you're going to open yourself up to that knowledge, to bring it into your world. And even as you grow more powerful, even as you grow more capable, You're always looking for the ways that you're wrong. You're always looking for that next piece of information. You are always focused on how you can get better. And you really open yourself with the humility that most people cannot bring into their world. They cannot accept any vision of themselves as anything other than a master. But the master is the one who's trapped. The master is the one who calcifies. The master is the one so brittle, they break. But the student... The student is always willing to learn. The student is looking for that opportunity. The student is trying to be around people that know more than they know so that they can learn, so that they can become more powerful, so that they can close their eyes. Imagine a world and then open their eyes and make that world come true and at the end of the day, that should be the sole aim of your life is to have something that you want to bring to this world, that you are going to be relentless about acquiring the skills that are going to allow you to do that and the only way that you're going to be able to get there is to drop your ego and recognize there's power in knowing nothing when your pursuit is to learn everything. I've seen a lot of incredible people stopped by an unwillingness to let go of a past that doesn't help them. But as Lily Tomlin said, forgiveness means giving up hope for a better past. And that's the truth, isn't it? There's nothing you can do about the past. There's nothing you can do to undo it or to change what's already been done. And yet somehow this is the area that people struggle most with in their lives. The thing that is hardest for people is to recognize the immutability of that fact. There's nothing you can do. It's done and gone forever, and there's no way to get it back. And the key in your life is to understand that that's fine, that you're going to learn from what happened, that you're gonna grow and get better, and that living your life in the past is stopping you from having a future. But as Seneca noted, every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. If you can accept that, if you can literally close the door on your past, if you can accept it's never going to get better, if you can accept that it is what it is, if you can accept that part of what makes you a beautiful human being is that horrible thing that happened to you, or that horrible thing that you did, that thing that you think there's no way you could ever be forgiven for. But there's no one to forgive you but you. And the only thing that you need to realize in order to give yourself that forgiveness is to understand that nothing is ever going to make it any different. But in the way that you think, you can make it better. And just by reframing that, by reframing what's happened, by asking yourself a very simple question, how is that bad thing that happened to you actually the best thing that ever happened to you? And if you can take control of that situation and really look into it and understand that from that something has come or something can come, that is great, that makes you stronger, that makes you better and that the fortitude to look at that thing, the fortitude to find in that pain something beautiful something that makes you a better person, something that allows you to help other people then, then you really can free yourself from being bound by the past and turn into something new close a door on something so that you really can go somewhere new And in the discovery of that new you, in the discovery of the new place that you can go, in the discovery of something new and better for yourself, you realize that you're writing that future. once you realize that you're writing your future, once you realize that you can help other people write theirs, once you realize that you can take control of all that mental baggage and turn it into something positive, that literally the bricks that weighed you down can be the bricks with which you build something new, then you will go on to do something incredible, then you will go on to help other people, then you will lift other people up and be able to do something that brings beauty to this world. But first, You have to forgive. First, you have to understand that you're never going to have a better past, but you can definitely have a better future. As Naval Ravikant said, the only way to truly learn something is by doing it. Yes, listen to guidance, but don't wait. That is such a powerful idea and I know right now you're listening to this because you want motivation, you wanna be inspired, but my greatest fucking fear is that you'll get motivated, you'll get inspired, and that'll just be a declining arc for a few minutes after you listen to this video that ends with you doing nothing. And what I want, what I really hope for, and the reason that I give myself over to making these so completely, is I know some percentage of you on the other side of this will ultimately be prepared to take that first step. You will realize that the only thing that matters is action, and you will take that action. And it's in that action that your potential greatness waits. And as Martin Luther King said, take the first step in faith. You don't have to see the whole staircase, just take the first step. You've just got to believe that you can learn. You don't have to believe that you're already capable of doing what you want. You don't have to believe that you can already build that thing that you dream. You don't have to believe that you already are extraordinary. You simply have to believe that if you take that first step, You put yourself on a journey not of execution, you put yourself on a journey of learning so that you can execute. And that, when you understand that difference, that's when you really will be on that path to greatness, and that is the thing that I want for everybody listening to this. Please understand, the only thing you need to know is that you have to take the first step step whatever the vision is that you have for your life you absolutely can make it come true and the process is very simple the process is about learning the process is about growing and getting better it's about recognizing what you're not good at it's about recognizing what you have to learn it's about taking that first step on faith on faith that you can get better not on faith that you're great on faith that you can become the greatest of all time once you have that faith, once you know that simply being a human being puts you in this rare category of creature that can get better through pressure, through pain, through difficulty, through failure. Those are the things that are going to be the building blocks of your success. But in order to begin on that road, in order to have your first glorious failure, you must first take that first step. So please, Don't waste your time being motivated or inspired. Spend every second of your time moving forward. That's how you're gonna get where you wanna go. Greatness is the most demanding mistress you're ever going to encounter. And I understand the advice that I'm about to give you is not for everyone. Most people should turn this off. But if you're going to stick with me, if you're going to listen to what I have to say, it's because you want something tremendous in your life. You want to stand out from everyone else. You want to do something more than other people think is possible. You literally want to stand outside the norm. And if that's the case for you, then understand that as Albert Einstein said, only one who devotes himself to a cause with his whole strength and soul can be a true master. For this reason, mastery demands all of a person. If you want to get great, if you really want to make a skill set your own, if you want to be able to do something, and at the end of the day, if you want to transform the world, if you want to make grand changes, if you want to do all of that shit, all the empty words that people spout all the time, let me tell you, the only thing that's going to separate you from all the other blowhards who are just talking words and will never do anything is to give yourself over completely, to let that obsession, let that thing that you love completely consume you and in that, your only chance to really become great lies. As Franz Kafka said, don't bend. Don't water down, don't try to make it logical. Rather, follow your most intense obsessions mercilessly. Can you do that? Can you become mercilessly obsessed? Can you let something occupy you to where all logic and reason is gone out the window and the only thing that matters is whether or not you accomplish? Will you hold yourself accountable to metrics? Will you look at the world and see Am I actually making change? Are you prepared to hold yourself to that standard? Because if you are, there is nothing you can't fucking do. If you're willing to take that responsibility on to transform yourself as a human being, if you give yourself over to getting great, if you give yourself over to that obsession, if you feed it like you would feed a beast, if you feed it like you would feed a fire that can wipe out an entire mountainside, then you've got a chance. But it's got to burn within you like that. You've got to feed it like that. You've got to feed it skills. You've got to get better every day. You've got to constantly wake up and understand exactly what it is that you're building towards that and build towards it with a relentlessness that other people think is mania, that other people can see only madness in what you do. And if you can push yourself to that level, then the world will bend to your will. As Epictetus said, he is a wise man who does not grieve for things which he has not, but rejoices for those which he has. And that's gratitude, isn't it? It's the very base decision that we all have to make. Are you grateful for the things that you have in your life or are you always wanting more? And trust me, I get it. I understand people that strive for more. I understand people that want something bigger and better. But at the same time, if you allow yourself to only think about what you don't have, to only be striving for something more, that that obsession will begin to overtake you, it will begin to corrode you. But ultimately, it's a choice. Ultimately, at any time, right now, in this moment, you can stop and think about what you have. You can put your attention on the things that you're grateful for and watch what it does. Watch what it does in that instance, the way that it changes you, the way that it changes your chemistry, your feelings in a moment can shift from negative and dark to beautiful with nothing else changing around you, nothing but you deciding that you're gonna focus on the things you're grateful for. Nothing but deciding that there are things in your life to be grateful for, and that is a decision. No matter what is happening in your life, at any moment, right now, in the depths of a depression, in something going on terribly in your life, you can choose, right now, to think about the things you're grateful for. The breeze, a smile from somebody kind, a stranger who holds open a door for you, anything. But it's a choice. And as Einstein said, there are only two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. And what choice are you making? What are you choosing to focus on right now? Do you let gratitude fill you up or not? And here's the critical part, and I want you to listen to this really well. Whatever you decide, whether you decide we live in a world of miracles, or whether you decide we live in a world devoid of miracles you are choosing one thing to the exclusion of the other and when you focus on something that you're grateful for when you look at those little moments in your life and choose to see them as grand miracles even when it is only a gentle hand on your shoulder even when it's only a kiss from somebody who you've kissed a thousand times before even when it is only holding the hand of somebody who needed their hand help, even when it's something that simple It really is a miracle, that it really is something that can fill you, it really is something that will change your chemistry, bring a connection between two people, allow you to see a grander vista, or even just open a window and look out at the world and realize that you're alive, that this is all a miracle, that none of this is guaranteed, that every breath you take could be your last. And in that, you can choose to cherish what you have In that, you can decide to focus on that you have a breath to take. And even when it's something that simple, when you train your mind to do that, when you train yourself to decide to see the beauty in that, then nobody can ever take it away from you. And no matter where you are, no matter what's going on in your life, you'll be able to rise up and feel the beauty that is being alive. So take a minute at the worst times in your life and focus on the things that you're grateful for. I want to dispel a myth for you. It's the talent myth. It's the belief that some people were just born with more than others, that some people are naturally gifted and some aren't, and that's just the way the cookie crumbles, and whatever you're going to be is essentially determined by how you started, that your DNA is exactly your destiny. I'm here to tell you right now, that's bullshit. It's just not true. It's not the truth of the way that humans are designed. As a species, we're the ultimate adaptation machine. The very thing that puts us at the top of the pyramid is our ability to adapt. It is the fact that the brain is plastic, that it responds to change, it responds to stressors, it responds to repetition. And repetition is a slave to obsession. As Conor McGregor said, there's no talent here. This is hard work. This is an obsession. You could be anyone if you put in the time. That's one of the greatest athletes of our time telling you that he's not the result of genetics. He's not the result of natural gifts. He hasn't been bestowed something by God. He has shown up day after day in the most mundane of conditions. On the cold days, on the hot days, he put in the work because he was obsessed with what he could become and that repetition that you need to actually gain a skill follows that obsession. So in you right now, right now today, you want to start building that obsession. You want to look at it like an ember that can become a raging fire, but it needs your time and attention. It needs your time and attention. You've got to take that Interest. you've got to take that spark of desire and you've got to fan the flames you've got to turn it into that obsession and from that obsession if you put in the work if you do the things day in and day out the back breaking work pushing through the pain fighting through feeling like an idiot fighting through embarrassment getting up brushing yourself off doing it again practicing putting yourself at somebody's feet and asking what could I have done better Not look at the things you're doing well, but look at the things you're doing wrong. Look at the things you're doing poorly. Staring at your inadequacies with no loss of pride. Because the only thing you value in yourself is your willingness to do that. Your willingness to work your ass off. And as Sylvester Stallone said, I'm not the richest, smartest or most talented person in the world, but I succeed because I keep going and going and going. And that's the secret. There's nothing more than that. The people that you see that win at the highest level, they were the ones that didn't give up. They're the survivors. And you've gotta ask yourself, am I a survivor type? Am I the type of person that continues to push through? When it gets hard, when it gets boring, when I feel lost, when I don't know what I'm doing, when I have no faith in myself, even in that darkest hour, can I push Forward can I accept that the human body will respond to that stress? It will respond to that stimulus, but I have to show up and I have to do the work And so that's the beautiful thing you're not going to separate yourself based on your genetics You're not going to separate yourself based on who your parents were or where you were born You're gonna separate yourself by showing up when you don't want to You're gonna separate yourself by pushing forward when it hurts You're gonna separate yourself by always moving forward, even when the forward is falling on your face. So never lose sight of that. It's the person that keeps going that can't be defeated. Here's the hard truth about getting great. It takes time and dedication. It takes a willingness to accept that you're not yet good enough. It takes the ability to stare at the places that you know that you're weak, to really look at those things and not let it affect your sense of self-esteem and not let it affect your sense of self-worth so that you can still get the momentum going. But you have to understand that in the beginning, we're all terrible. And as Henry Cartier Bresson said, your first 10,000 photographs are your worst. And so the thing that really makes great art are the people that continue to push and the people that continue to work and face how inadequate they are and really understand that at the end of the day, greatness is a craft, greatness is a process, greatness is a habit. Greatness is the little things that you do every day, over time, going out every day, unafraid of whether or not this is one of the 10,000 terrible things that you're gonna do. It's being unafraid to make those mistakes. It's being unafraid that you're not yet great. And as Marianne Radmaker said, courage doesn't always roar. Sometimes courage is the quiet voice at the end of the day saying, I will try again tomorrow. And that's it. If you wanna be great, that's what you have to do. You've gotta get up again tomorrow. You've got to be willing to face another day. You've got to be willing to accept that you've got to get through the bad ideas before you can get to the good. You've got to understand that you have to start as an apprentice. You have to start as a person going and getting tea, and you have to accept that that's the job that you should be playing, that you should be working for somebody else. You should be looking up to somebody else and seeing what they can teach you, because what you know is that you're there to learn. What you know is that you're there to get through the 10 Thousand bad photographs that you need to get through to ultimately achieve greatness and if you make the catastrophic error that so many make To try to tell the world that you're extraordinary today to try to get the world to follow you and look up to you and think that you're something today Because the people that really win are the ones that invest today the ones that listen today the ones that spend every ounce of their energy amassing mastery, getting better every day, working their asses off to improve their skill set, to relentlessly look at the things that they're not doing well, to understand that they have to break themselves down and get rid of all of their ego before they can really find greatness. Those are the people that we remember. So if you want to be remembered, if you want to achieve real greatness, you just need to have the courage to show up every day and take another swing, take another photo, try another task, do something that scares you, and do those little things over and over and over until you win. As Kurt Vonnegut, one of the greatest authors in modern times, said, when I write, I feel like an armless, legless man with a crayon in his mouth. But he still did it. And that's the kind of thing that you're going to hear from the greats. You're not going to hear that it was easy. You're not going to hear that they felt suave and cool. Even the greatest of all time have that awkwardness and that clumsiness. They're never quite as good as they want to be. But what I want you to understand is even though Kurt Vonnegut said those words, he wrote tons of books that changed people's lives, that changed the landscape of literature, because despite the fact that he felt awkward and clumsy, he kept doing it and doing it and forcing himself to move forward, to take one step after another, even when the process was not exactly rewarding. He believed in something. He knew that what he was trying to do would ultimately Get better. He knew that if he wanted to accomplish something great that he had to push through the awkwardness and that Is the very trick to getting great You just have to do it you have to go you have to take that first step you have to push you have to drive you have to Strive every time to get a little bit better. You have to strive not to fall prey to your own doubts and insecurities And as Joe Namath said If you aren't going all the way, why go at all? But it's doing that in face of the fear. It's doing that in face of the difficulties. It isn't only because someone is great that they say you should either do it all the way to play hard or go home. They're not saying it because the process is in and of itself rewarding. They're saying it because there is something that they're trying to accomplish that demands it. That they're prepared to play on a world stage. And once you know why you're doing what you're doing, once something sits at the core of your being, and despite how difficult, painful, awkward it may be to push forward, You push forward no matter what the odds. And as Hannibal said, one of the greatest military leaders of all time, I will either find a way or I'll make one. And he said that as he was getting elephants across the Alps. Now when you think of the difficulties that you face in trying to do what you're trying to accomplish, think about that man amassing an army and getting elephants to climb a mountain and saying not this is impossible but rather if there's not already a way present, I will make one. And when you can look at that, when you can look at your own inadequacies, when you can accept that you are not yet good enough, but you know that you'll put in the work to get there, you know that you'll learn the things that you need to learn, that you will push and you will practice and you will shape yourself into someone capable of doing it. And if you have to literally carve your own path out of the stone granite of a mountainside, you will do that because that's what you're your goals demand and when you're prepared to do whatever your goals demand you will accomplish whatever you set your mind to as Albert Einstein said try not to become a man of success but rather try to become a man of value this is something that I think about a lot at the end of the day success is incredibly motivating and Accomplishing your goals and your dreams is something that I wanted to do since I was a little kid that's been a driving force in my life. But through all of that, the times that i felt happiest, the times that i felt most secure, the times that my anxiety and my stress have been at zero, are the times where I felt like I was being most true to myself, where I was trying to really become a person of substance. I wasn't looking for something extrinsic. I was focused inward and trying to develop the person that I'm becoming, that I had some code that I was living by, that I was really deciding not just what outwardly success looks like, but what does it mean to be a good person? What does it mean to be an effective person? What does it mean to be worthy of trust? And those things, at the end of the day, those things are something that when you invest in finding value in that, that it takes you somewhere amazing. And as Bruce Lee said, knowledge will give you power, but character will give you respect and at the end of the day I really can't think of anything better than that I can't think of anything that will keep me company when I'm alone when there's nothing but silence around when all I can hear are the sounds of my own thoughts the only thing that is going to bring me or you comfort is respect is self-love is knowing who you are really and knowing that you're true to that even when nobody's looking and that concept that notion of having a guiding light a principle something by which you steer by that you are always true to and that in your moments of stress chaos confusion of desire that in your moments of deepest desire that you're still true to that that all you think about is that North Star of being that person that you want to be when you let that be your guiding light when you stay true to that nothing can hurt you because nothing will be able to make you feel badly about yourself because once you know who you are and you're true to it nothing else matters Walt Disney said if you can dream it you can do it now what makes me laugh as I know right now some of the people listening to that they say that's bullshit they're just limits to what humans can do and I get that response I understand it I used to respond to everything like that I used to see only the difficulty, I used to see only the ways in which it couldn't work out, and I couldn't see. I was literally blinded by fear, I was blinded by some bizarre sense of pride that wanted to justify my limited existence, that didn't want to have to face that I could be doing more, that I could be more, that my life was somehow less than what it could be. And so I would laugh at quotes like that. And I know right now I have the chills, I know right now There are people that are laughing at that and all they can think about are the limits. All they can think about are the things that prove him wrong. And guess what? He is wrong. There really are limits. But if you fucking waste your time focused on that, you're never going to create the momentum that you need to actually make something come true in your life. You can build virtually anything. But if you get hung up on the fucking virtual part, if you let that stop you, if you immediately go to the things that ultimately limit you and hold you back. That is where you're gonna stay forever because if you argue for your limitations, guess what my friend, they become yours. And congratulations, you now get to live in that box. You get to live in that self-defined prison. But if, like Teddy Roosevelt said, instead of that, you keep your eyes on the stars and your feet on the ground, and you don't act like somebody who can't see, that sure, there are limits, there are edges to this universe, but you're looking not at that. You're looking at how do you really execute. You're dreaming big, and you're remembering that your feet ultimately is that contact point. It is where the rubber meets the road. It is that moment of doing. And so if instead of rejecting it because your feet must stay planted on the ground, remember that in keeping your feet on the ground, that's the moment of action. That's the moment of doing something about it. That's the moment of seeing the fucking possibilities and then moving, doing something, making it real. So right now, give up on those weird mental mechanisms that make you actually want to fight for the things that aren't possible, to get people to believe in it, to get people to understand why you've chosen to stand still. Instead of that, convince yourself that you should be moving, and go do what you know you're destined to do. As Harun Yeya noted, I always wonder why birds stay in the same place when they can fly anywhere on Earth. And then I ask myself the same question. As Mark Twain put it, the secret of getting ahead is getting started. And that's where people get stuck. You're literally like the bird. You could fly anywhere you want. You can go Anywhere you want to go and look, I know you've got a litany of excuses and all of them are valid. You've got a job. You can't just leave or you don't have a job and you don't have the money. Your family is in one place. It's the only thing that you've ever known. You only speak one language. You've never traveled before. You don't have a passport. You can't afford the gas money. There are a thousand real reasons not to go. But the truth is that none of them matter the truth is if you want to build something in your life that you have to remember what mark twain said you have to get started because at the end of the day that is literally the only thing that's holding you back you're not moving and once you get the simplicity of that once you understand that you could act right now you could say fuck all the excuses you could stop making them you could stop giving into them no matter how valid they are, no matter how real they may seem, you can finally decide that you're going to get up and move, that you're going to create that momentum, that you're going to take a step, that you're going to make the demand, that you create momentum, that you get something done, that you fucking find an answer, or as Hannibal said, that you're going to find a way or make one. If you have to carve through fucking rock, do it, because humans before you have done it. And that's the simple truth. That is the simple fucking truth. And everything else is bullshit. Everything else is the weak voice in your mind holding you back and making you a less version of yourself. So I ask you, why doesn't the bird fly wherever it wants to go? Because that's all it's known? Because that's what's safe? Because that's what's comfortable? Or because it's a dumb fucking animal? What do you want to be? If this isn't the life you want to live, do something about it.